Welcome, I am Malihera Zazan and this is Status. Recent reports by Amnesty International have repeatedly raised alarm about the rise of executions, intimidation and detention of human rights, labor rights and women rights activists in Iran. Iran has been one of the world's leading practitioners of the death penalty, along with China and Saudi Arabia. Last year, it executed 1,000 people, the highest number of executions in more than 30 years in Iran. Since January of this year, Iran has executed 230 people on drug charges and for political activities. And in the past nine months, the Revolutionary Guards have also detained at least six dual-national Iranians, the highest number of Iranians with dual nationality detained at any one time in recent years. I spoke with Amnesty International's Iran researcher, Raha Bahraini, about Iran's penal code and human rights violations. Amnesty International's research on the situation of human rights in Iran shows that not only there have not been any improvements since the conclusion of the nuclear deal, but the situation of human rights has deteriorated in a number of areas. A similar pattern has been seen since the administration of President Rouhani nearly four years ago. Similarly, there were hopes that his presidency, the situation of human rights would improve. But yet again, we have seen many of the same concerns continuing and also the situation deteriorating in a number of areas. These include the excessive use of the death penalty, the use of death penalty for crimes that should never attract the death penalty under international law, the restriction of freedom of expression, association and assembly, and the harassment, arbitrary arrest and detention, torture and other treatment of anyone who expresses peaceful dissent. And the reason that these human rights violations continue to take place, regardless of the hopes that have emerged, is a number of structural problems within Iran's legal system. These include laws that allow the use of the death penalty and that uh, curtail freedoms of expression association based on very vague areas that are not in line with international law and also laws that allow for pervasive discrimination uh, against women and different groups of minorities. So until we see the authorities in Iran taking serious steps to amend these problems in the legal system, we will continue to see serious human rights violations. Even when there have been a number of reforms to laws, we see that overall neither the administration nor the judiciary have a strong will to implement those laws in practice. Rao, tell us about how Iran's penal code sanctioned harsh punishments, including the use of death penalty. So let's start with the issue of the death penalty. Iran is the second largest executioner in the world after China, and the majority of the executions relate to drug-related offenses. And this is because of Iran's anti-narcotics law that prescribes the death penalty for a wide range of drug-related offenses that result in huge numbers of people being sentenced to death every year. Under international law, drug-related offenses do not fall in the categories of crimes that should attract the death penalty because 
under international law, only crimes that lead to intentional killing can attract the death penalty. And the international community overall is moving toward the abolition of the death penalty. But in Iran, we have a law that prescribes mandatory death penalty for a wide range of drug-related offenses. So if this particular law was amended and the use of the death penalty was abolished for drug-related offenses, we would see a welcome drop in the number of executions. Another death penalty issue in the Iranian legal framework is the use of death penalty for crimes committed by individuals under 18 years of age. This is another area where Iran remains in deep isolation from the rest of the world. The majority of the countries in the world have abolished the use of death penalty for juvenile offenders, and there is an absolute prohibition on the use of death penalty for juvenile offenders. But Iran continues to give judges discretion to impose death sentences on children, and this remains an ongoing subject of concern for Amnesty International and Every few weeks or months, we find ourselves in an emergency situation when a juvenile offender has been scheduled for execution, and it's only through generating the massive public outcry that we compel the authorities to halt the execution, but the juvenile offender remains on death row along the scores of other juvenile offenders. And this is, yet again, another area that the human rights violation and the violation of children's rights in particular will continue until... Iran's penal code is amended and the use of death penalty is absolutely prohibited for all those who were a child, meaning under the age of 18 at the time of the crime. Then there are laws that prescribe the death penalty for activities that should not be a crime at all. These include activities like insulting the prophet or vaguely worded crimes like spreading corruption on earth, which is sometimes imposed on individuals who have simply exercised their rights to freedoms of belief. One example is the case of Muhammad Ali Tahiri, who is the founder of a spiritual group that proved quite popular in the country, and he was sentenced to death for spreading corruption on earth through funding this spiritual group, which the authorities said weakened the religious beliefs of the population, and he has been held in prison for the past five years, almost entirely in solitary confinement. And his death sentence was recently quashed in December 2015 after lots of public human rights campaigning for him. But he remains at risk of being resentenced to death and he remains held in Tehran Bebin prison. And there are also a number of Baha'is who have been languishing in prison for many years. What charges have been brought up against them? The charges that are brought up against this community are the charges that are usually brought against anyone who moves away from the state-sanctioned ideologies. So these include spreading propaganda against the state, gathering and colluding against national security, disrupting public order. And unfortunately, when it comes to the Baha'i community, multiple bodies of research have shown that individuals belonging to this community are simply persecuted for exercising their right to believe and practicing their religion individually and together as a community. And the Iranian authorities have refused to recognize the right to religion and belief of this community. And even though in their public statements, they've always claimed that Baha'is are like other citizens, in practice, we see that 
any attempt by these individuals to to practice their faith is framed as acting against national security and the community is linked to foreign operations that want to, again, like weaken the views of the public or target Muslims and change their beliefs. And it's one of those areas that Amnesty International and other human rights groups have repeatedly raised concerns about. Not only their right to religion has been violated, but they have been also deprived of different social and economic rights, access to employment, access to higher education, and benefiting from safe housing and a dignified livelihood. And you have had individuals being sentenced to harsh prison sentences after grossly unfair trials for simply trying to set up underground universities that would provide access to education. And I should mention that Amnesty International reported that seven leaders of Iran's Baha'i community were sentenced to 20 years in prison in August of 2010, and that makes it six years they have been in jail. And we hardly hear about the plight of this really under attack community. So I want to go back and, as I said, unpack some of the important issues that you raised in the beginning. Last year, Iran executed 1,000 people. It was probably the highest number of annual executions in more than 30 years. This year seems to be no exception. In the past few months, there have been mass executions, public executions in Iran. Just recently, Kurdish prisoners were executed on charges of being ISIS uh, sympathizers. And as far as I've read, their bodies were not handed over to their families. Can you give us an update of why executions in Iran seem to be happening so frequently? So as I mentioned earlier, the majority of the executions relate to drug-related offenses. According to the Iranian authorities, 80% of those who are on death row have been convicted of drug-related offenses. And these include offenses such as carrying as little as 30 grams of heroin and five kilograms of opium and a wide range of other drug-related offenses. That's been one of the main reasons that we have had these staggering and deeply disturbing uh, high numbers of executions in the country. After that, many of the people who are put to death have been convicted of vaguely worded and broadly defined offenses such as enmity against God and corruption on earth. And a wide range of activities have fallen under these two vague charges. And in many cases, there are concerns about the fairness of the proceedings and the actual activities that these individuals have been convicted. And the latest executions of at least 20 men belonging to the Sunni religious group in Iran exemplifies yet again how problematic the use of charges such as corruption on earth and enmity against God is. These men had been convicted of enmity against God or Muharebe through membership in groups that the authorities described as Salafist or extremist Sunni groups. Mm -hmm. Uh, There are very serious concerns about 
the fairness of the judicial proceedings that led to the trial and conviction of these men. All of them had said that they were held in solitary confinement for months, sometimes up to three years. And during this period, they had said that they had been tortured and ill-treated in order to confess. And their confessions were apparently relied upon by the revolutionary courts to convict these men of uh, Muharebe. And mm-hmm. as of now, because the court verdicts of these individuals have not been revealed, it is not even clear on what basis the charge of Muharebe was issued against every single one of them. The authorities have simply issued a couple of statements that are very broad and group these individuals together and list a number of crimes explaining what are the specific acts that these individuals have been found guilty of. And this is very disturbing because for every crime, individuals deserve the right to be treated as innocent until they are proven guilty of a specific crime. And in this instance, we are just faced with public statements that simply demonize these individuals as members of the group without Mm. any indication of what they have specifically done. And when it comes to the use of the death penalty, the authorities must, under international law and basic due process regulations, observe fair trial principles and procedures more strictly than any other case because the life of individuals is basically at stake. And instead of disrespect for uh, fair trial rights, we have seen these vague statements that are akin to propaganda statements and the excessive reliance on confessions. And unfortunately, in the aftermath of these men's executions, authorities have continued to broadcast the televised confessions of these men, which shed further light on the abuses of Iran's criminal justice system that is basically relying on confessions and propaganda statements by Ministry of Intelligence rather than fair, independent, impartial judicial proceedings. For people who are convicted of drug charges, Mm -hmm. selling or possessing heroin or meth, do they get any sort of public or fair trial? This has been a serious concern because the cases of those charged with drug-related offenses are processed in Iran's revolutionary courts, which have been always characterized by laws unfairness. There are numerous reports that those accused of drug-related offenses are denied the right to access lawyer mm-hmm. at the investigative stage and also at the trial. Sometimes they meet their lawyers simply a few minutes before the start of the trial. The trials generally tend to be very brief, as short as a few minutes. Up to June 2015, those convicted and sentenced on drug-related offenses were also denied the right to appeal. So their death sentences were imposed by the Revolutionary Court and were confirmed as final by the stamp of the Prosecutor General or the head of the Supreme Court. And they were not entitled to the right to appeal, which is a fundamental aspect of a fair trial process. Since June 2015, Iran's new code of criminal procedure has restored the right to appeal for those sentenced to death on drug-related charges. But it appears that in practice, none of the individuals who were sentenced to death on drug-related charges have been granted the right to appeal. 